Premier Christian Newscast. Hello and welcome to Premier Christian Newscast. I'm Tim Wyatt. This week we're digging into something little covered in the media, the decline and possible rebirth of the Christian bookshop. Bricks and mortar stores selling Christian resources have been steadily closing down for decades, hit by competition from the internet, declining footfall on the high street, and maybe simply that there are just fewer and fewer Christians to sell to. In today's episode, we're going to explore if the few shops that remain will all eventually shut down too, or has the rate of decline finally slowed? Would it even matter if Christian bookshops became a relic of the past? And is there a better kingdom-focused use for this network of high street locations, rather than catering to the already saved? Let's start with a case study. The Christian Resource Centre sat at 91-93 to Seaside Road in Eastbourne, not far from the town's historic Victorian pier, for more than 70 years. But in January it closed its doors for the final time. Bob Clark, chair of the charitable trust which ran the shop, explained the rise and fall of his beloved store. Well, the, uh, the initial uh, shop started in 1949. Wow. By uh, a, a Mr Amos, who was a tailor good Jewish tailor, and uh, he had a lot of interest in scriptures and started selling them in the back of his tailor's shop, Bibles. But the uh, the Helmet Trust that we were involved with until the handover was established in 1969. So even so, that's been going quite a few years. Hmm. And had um, business been difficult for a while, or was this quite a kind of sudden downturn related to the COVID pandemic? No, it had been, uh, I mean, the whole change in retail, as you know, uh, generally over the last 10 years had affected us as well. Even though we are a specialist market, uh, we found that less and less people were coming into the shop. They were choosing to shop online or getting it direct from the publishers, their Bibles or their Christian books or their music. Obviously, the whole music scene of streaming uh, changed the dynamic of retail. So, uh, yeah, things have been changing pre-COVID. Um, and we'd been we we yeah we the we've been suffering quite a bit through lack of footfall in the actual shop. Mm. But my wife and I, Sandy, um, we were taking material out of the shop. We were wanting to get uh, into churches. We had twenty three bookstalls going at the time uh, in churches around Eastbourne, Bexhill, along the south coast. So uh, we were very proactive in getting material outside the four walls. Mm. And, and so what prompted you to kind of decide to, to close it down in the end? Was it just financially you just couldn't keep sustaining the losses? Well, as trustees, we could see, we projected a five, you know, we tried to do a five or not even a 10-year plan, not that, not that far ahead, more like three and a five-year plan. And we realised that things needed to change. So at the time, we uh, made those changes and recommended them to the management team we had at the time. Um, and we started to, after, obviously, then COVID hit at uh, the beginning of 20, and that um, co- caused all sorts of things, you know, changes, furlough of the staff that were there. We had, we had one uh, um, accountant and two part-time ladies that were running the team with some volunteers. So we weren't over, overweighed with, uh, with salaries, 
But it was just that the whole thing changed, the, the whole dynamic. And then starting up last April, a year ago, uh, that team decided to uh, to move on. So as trustees, we started running the shop ourselves with the volunteers. Um, but again, we were thinking, well, people would be waiting to come back, uh, to come into the shop and to to uh, in, enjoy coming and browsing and choosing their cards and all sorts of things. Uh, but that didn't happen. A similar tale could be told for dozens of towns across Britain. What was once a small but thriving industry has been dwindling and stagnating for years. Some fear that not only is the heyday for Christian bookshops long gone, their existence in any form is also under threat. They've struggled with competition from the internet, just as the entire bookselling trade has, with most consumers finding it easier and cheaper to order their books, calendars, music and resources online. What were once fantastic high street locations have become millstones round some shops' necks, as footfall diminishes while rates and rents climb. Even the shops still ostensibly doing well feel a chill wind at their back. Aude Pasquier, manager of the Church House Bookshop in central London, said she feared for the whole industry. No, I, I feel quite concerned. I think it's uh, obviously the last two years have made it even more precarious uh, when it wasn't going that strong before. Um, and I think uh, we have to be very, very careful to, to manage our costs. And also we have to be quite bold in taking risks about selling things that we may or may not be comf- completely comfortable selling. In other words, we mustn't miss an opportunity to, you know, with new products, with new titles, you know, step out into books which are sort of borderline Christian and try to... Um, to, to get as much as possible in the shop to make sure that our loyal customers come back. Hmm. It feels like even before the pandemic and the lockdowns, there was a kind of steady stream of Christian bookshops going out of business or closing down for good. And that's obviously been accelerated. Do you think that is purely because of the kind of difficult economic situation, competition with the internet, or, or is it more down to the kind of individual context of each bookshop? Uh, it's a combination of both, I think. Uh, a lot of shops, um, because the high street has changed so much, some shops might have been in a good place in the high street. And you might have, uh, I don't know, an, uh, you know uh, an art of town, big shopping centre, and suddenly the high street has become deserted. You might have had a, an M&S or a BHS or whatever next to you, where, which means that suddenly footfall improved. If that has closed, then you're struggling to get people th- through your door. You know, mm. That's Do- been a factor for sure yeah do do you think there is much of a long-term future or do you think the kind of trend towards the internet and away from the high street is inevitable and so in time all kind of christian bookshops will basically run out of customers uh i I wouldn't be that pessimistic um (laughs) I, i think there is a you know as i said if you if you watch your cost and if you can find you know either a cafe or perhaps a church a friendly church whereby your rent would be fairly low if you control your staff costs as well. I mean, those are the main two costs for, for shops. Um, then you can probably um, survive. I mean, typically at Church House Bookshop, we've cut down our opening hours quite substantially um, since, you know, as a consequence of the multiple lockdowns. And actually, um, I find it, it just concentrates the minds in many ways, and we haven't lost many customers because of it. And mm. it does mean we keep our staff costs down. So I think there's all sorts of ways you know, different combinations of things that can be done to actually be, be able to survive. Uh, but we do have to be a bit more creative. 
um, as for online sales, they will always be there. And we just have to sit down and think, well, what can we do? What is our um, you know, um, unique selling point? Which means that people are going back in because they can't replicate what they see in the shop online, in mm. effect. And it's not just the independent stores which are struggling to stay afloat. There are hardly any chains of Christian bookshops left too. SPCK and Wesley Owen each once had a large network of shops. By the early 2000s, both were finding conditions very tough. After a proposed merger fell through, SBCK stores were sold off to a new company, which itself collapsed in bitter acrimony a few years later amid allegations of shady business practices and contractual shenanigans. Most of the chain eventually closed. Wesley Owen limped on until it fell into administration in 2009. Eight of its remaining stores were bought by an Australian firm, but by 2012 they too decided to pivot to the internet and shut down the bricks and mortar business for good. Perhaps the final nail in the coffin of an already precarious industry was the pandemic. Three separate lockdowns saw high streets deserted and shops shuttered for months through 2020 and 2021. And when normality eventually returned, many bookshop owners found that their customers did not. Bradley Smith, the manager of St Olav's in Chichester, said the most significant impact of COVID was how those with no previous experience or interest in online shopping had been forced to become quite confident indeed. Um, that's one of the, the, the significant things about the, the lockdown and the pandemic period, is that people who previously had no experience of shopping online are now perfectly confident um, and capable of doing so. Um, and it's getting those people back. And I think what we can offer um, that the internet can't is the, the personal contact, building a relationship with people, um, remembering them, recognising them, being able to advise them, um, being able to advise them not to buy something because you recognise that it's not the thing that they want um, or need for their particular purposes. You can't get that online. Bob Clark from Eastbourne's now defunct Christian Resource Centre said much the same. The silver surfers, the older, uh, the over 50s, shall we say, uh, during COVID had discovered the internet, you know, if they weren't using it beforehand. They were using it for church and chatting to their relatives in Australia or buying online. And mm. so our demographic of the over 50s primarily, who in, still enjoyed shopping and choosing their Christian books and material, uh, were not coming in. And often that age group are often at the at risk in, from the point of view of COVID. And so they were reticent to come back into shops. Another deep-rooted barrier to a revival of Christian bookshops is the decline of reading in churches more generally. Many in the trade believe there's been a generational downturn in the amount of Christian books the average believer consumes. Unless congregations are being regularly encouraged to read, and told what to read in particular, how can bookshops thrive? Asked Steve Barnett, the manager of St Andrew's Bookshop in Great Missenden, Buckinghamshire. What, one of the issues is that churches as well have stopped promoting books and re reading mm. so i write an article in the new wine magazine about or oh, 10 years ago now 10 years ago called the restoration of edification and it was trying to say to the church that if you want your all the things you complain about in your church you know people don't read the bible give pray whatever but if if over time they were reading those things would change and sbck did a um some research on this, and it showed that reading churches tend to be mature churches, you know. So I think that has changed. We are we are um, changing that 
that perception that from church leaders that oh I don't need to recommend a book because everybody just buys it online. Well, of course they don't, so they don't know what to buy. <laughs> hmm. You know, you need to read the book. But the decline of the Christian bookshop is not simply about money and falling sales, many argue. The shops which were truly uneconomic have mostly already gone by the wayside, and so those which are closing today often owe their demise more to personnel than finances. In many cases, a long-serving manager or owner comes to retirement age or wants to move on and simply cannot find anyone to take the shop on, even though it might still be profitable. So I've got a little theory on this, that most of the Christian bookshops that are closing now aren't closing purely for financial reasons. Oh, yeah. They're closing because the person who was running them, who was the Christian bookshop person to the town, is retiring or moving mm. on. So often people support a Christian bookshop because of the person. Mm. So if that person is retiring or coming to the end of their ministry, it's very difficult to find somebody to take it. I would think that most Christian bookshops who shut now uh, aren't losing lots of money. They may not be making lots, but I would think that most Christian bookshops will keep going if they want to. Mm. This may seem like a silly thing to say, but um, most of the ones shops that I know are closing is because the person who's running it is coming to the end of their ministry. Right. Occasionally the trustees don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> generally, generally, it's due to personal circumstances. And then trying to find somebody to take it on yeah. is very difficult. So the shop in Eastbourne that had been there for 70 years, um, the last people who really ran it um, were the Bob and uh, I think it's Sandra Clark. They, they've retired a while ago and they just couldn't find somebody to take it on and run it, you know. Mm. So, and then the one in Uxbridge closed because they owned the property and that was a pension. So somebody came and offered them money for the shop. So they retired, you know. So it's things like that more than mm. anything. Ode Pasquier from the Church House Bookshop agreed with this analysis, noting that the bookseller trade in general was already a business dominated by the over 50s and not getting any younger. The, all the booksellers I know are my age, possibly a bit older, uh, but there's very, very few young people uh, in bookselling, partly because economically it's a, it's a pretty tough call, I think. Um, but um, I, I don't know where that knowledge is going to go. Um, so you can try to pass, pass it on, as I said, by cutting corners and making little lists and refreshing that on a regular basis. But it's nothing quite like actually um, being there and exchanging um, ideas with customers as well and with reps or publishers and so on and trying to keep up with, as you said, all the new um, products, all the new Bibles, all the new prayer books coming out. I mean, someone else who, who's, a, who's a bookshop manager said that when he looks at a lot of the shops that are closing, it's often because that kind of core bookseller who, who's been there for 30 plus years has reached retirement age or, or has kind of had, had enough and wants to retire. And it's not that the book the bookshop is unprofitable or, or, or hemorrhaging money, but it's that there is no one simply there to, re to replace them. And as you say, once that knowledge, that experience leaves the industry, then it's not going to be replaced. Yeah, absolutely. That's true in a, in a lot of cases. Or also people who, you know, perhaps had another career before and decided that they wanted to be booksellers because that's the one thing that they really, really always wanted to do. And they, in many ways, funded it and really enjoyed it. Um, and there's a few. I mean, there was a, a shop in Preston, the Christian Book Centre in Preston. I think it was two shops in two different locations. 
And it was a couple who started to run it. Um, and they tried to sell it in, I think it was in 2021, and couldn't find any takers. And that shop was certainly profitable. And there's been a few like this, whereby, as you said, nothing wrong with the business, perfectly steady, but nobody wants to take it on. Premier Christian Newscast. Premier Christian Newscast. Despite these challenges, Barnett, Smith and Pasquier all insisted that they believed there was a future for Christian bookshops, provided those running them were able to act as nimble and creative entrepreneurs, working hard to maximise opportunities. But others now question if the slow death of the Christian bookshop offers a different kind of opportunity. Might the high street locations of these stores be put to better use for the kingdom? Given there is no lack of online businesses dedicated to providing a never broader range of Christian books, music and other resources, perhaps the bricks and mortar infrastructure dotted across the UK could serve those beyond the church rather than just believers. This is the future that Eastbourne has chosen. Bob Clark explained that just three days after the trustees decided to close their shop for good, they discovered that a local Christian charity, the Kingdom Way Trust, needed new premises for its homeless drop-in centre. We knew nothing of, of their intentions and their needs at the time. This is August last year. Um, we, as again, as trustees, we met in beginning of August and realised we needed to do something drastic. So we made that decision early August to close the retail side this January, January 22, the end of our financial year. So we, we gave it there six months to wind down, let, let people know what's happening, having a sale, et cetera, et cetera. The amazing thing was three days later, I saw a Facebook post from Roland Brown, the CEO of Kingdom Way Trust, um, uh, asking for premises in, in the town centre for their weekend dropping centre, for their homeless people. Um, the, the other centre that they'd been using had just recently closed. So they are in need of premises in the Devonshire Ward, in the centre of Eastbourne, to, uh, to have that as a centre. I got back to him immediately and said, Roland, I didn't tell him about our decision. I just said, we can help. On a Saturday, the shop is open 10 till 3. You're happy to use the basement. You know, people can come and go, have coffee, whatever. Sunday will give you the key. You can use that as well. <clears throat> so it was literally three days, Tim, after our decision. That opportunity in, we, we didn't know. We knew of the charity, obviously. They do night shelters around Eastbourne in churches and they have hope would work, you know, helping people back into work and stuff. But it literally was a miracle. And it must be so gratifying to you to know that this space, which has kind of served the gospel for so many years is not going just going to be turned into any old random shop, but is now going to be a base for a kind of partner in, in Christ. Absolutely. You've got it. You've got it. And when we looked at their website, their mission statement was virtually the same as ours, of being Jesus on the street. So they're opening the door, they're changing the facility, obviously, but they're having an open door for the gospel mm. uh, seven days a week there. Just, just amazing. We're, we're very excited. Clark also said he knew anecdotally of similar stories across the country, in places as far afield as Aberdeen and Blackpool. A similar switch has happened in Oxford, where a Christian bookshop which closed during the pandemic has now reopened as the location of the town's Christian homeless shelter. 
Some suggest repurposing soon-to-be-redundant bookshops as outposts for social action would be a net win for the gospel by pivoting the church's footprint from inward-facing ministry to those already saved back towards outreach to the least, the last, and the lost. But not everyone is convinced this is the bright new future of Christian bookshops. While it is true that there are copious amounts of Christian resources online, physical bookshops offer something cyberspace never can, and many fear closing stores down will lose another kind of ministry altogether. Bradley Smith in Chichester said that the total disappearance of the Christian bookshop would be a disaster. Yes, it would be a dreadful thing because it's about the relationship that we have with people, um, the ministry that we offer in the high street to people who may not want to walk into um, a local church. Um, they may come here seeking something, which is often a, a conversation with somebody on a, on a spiritual level. Um, they may want to come here and ask for prayer, ask for advice. They might want to come here because they can't go into any other shop in the high street and just pour their hearts out because they feel vulnerable or scared, alone, bereaved, whatever. Um, we, we offer something that, that no other high street business can offer. When Ode Pasquier ran the SPCK bookshop in York in the 1990s, it actually acted as a kind of church for many of her customers, she said. A lot of customers say, your shop is church in many ways. You know, I come here to meet people, I will meet ministers here, and if I have some questions about faith, if I'm struggling with anything, I will come and find some answers here. And it was quite often uh, families or people who were perhaps a bit isolated or Christian families who just arrived. And the shop would be a bit of a hub for them to meet other people, um, you know, uh, other families and actually um, make their way, find the right church for them and so on. So I, I absolutely agree that in, you know, socially they are very important places as well. Steve Barnett from St Andrew's Bookshop agreed. He said it would be simplistic to suggest that anyone who previously bought from a now-closed bookshop would carry on buying the same number and type of books online instead. Mm. When a shop shuts, 80% of its turnover disappears. It doesn't go onto the internet. Yeah. So there's a whole load of people then who just stop reading Christian books. So that would be the key. And at its best, a Christian bookshop would be um, engaging the local church and infusing them to read Christian books, which would be a, of a long-term benefit. Mm. So it's, it's not it's not that the Christian bookshop in and of itself is a it's just a it's just a place where people buy their books. But if they shut and then the, the number of books being read went down, then I think mm. it would be a bad thing. But if 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 I was if I was a church leader, I wouldn't want to be telling my people what to read. But I'd be wanting to guide them to what they can either at least you know. Because people go online, there's so much good stuff and so much bad stuff. Mm. That whole curating thing where you're yeah. saying, look, we're doing a series on prayer. Here's two really good books. Yeah. You know, if you read these, the preach on a Sunday is just giving an impression of, you know, it's only a 20, 30, 40 minute thing on a mm. subject. And what you really want to do is infuse people to go out and read it and get into it. Mm. Rather it be, you know, it's a bit like a podcast or I listen to podcasts all the time, but, um, you wouldn't want to base your whole growth in discipleship in your life on podcasts or TED Talks or whatever. It's not, it's not structuring an argument and taking you deeper into things, is it? So it seems many Christian booksellers are not quite ready to throw in the towel just yet, despite their industry's many woes. But for those whose bookshops have reached the end of the road, it is probably exciting that another gospel-focused future may await. The content is still going out. The gospel is still going out. More so, you know, on these, on, on tech, 
people want to read, get hold of the resources, and that's great. Um, so, yeah, it saddens me in one sense because Sandy and I and a lot of our friends have been involved in that bricks and mortar ministry over the years. And as you well know, coming into, you know, having a neutral setting in a shop rather than a church can actually be a bonus for somebody who wants advice, help, counseling, whatever, prayer. Mm. So sad in that sense, but I'm excited as well in that, that other opportunities are opening up like ours uh, and, and people are still praying about it. And a lot of our customers said, oh, isn't it sad the bookshop's closing? And we, we say to them, well, it's, it's not the end of the book, it's just another chapter. That's all we've got time for on this week's newscast, but don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in whatever app you use to make sure every episode is automatically available for you when it's released. If you've enjoyed it, we'd really appreciate it if you could review Premier Christian Newscast on your app and tell your friends about us. We're a new podcast and so we'd love to get the word out as much as possible. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Premier Christian Newscast. 